Hey guys, welcome in to the Outspoken Sportscast. This is your host, Brian and Jeff. On tonight, we got episode 147, our favorite teams edition. What's going on, Jeff? What's going on? It's been a while. It has been a while. Good to see you back, buddy. Um, you know, we talked about it on Tuesday. Craig is uh, Craig drives around the band equipment for his son's school, so he won't be on Friday nights until high school football is over. So we'll miss him here on Fridays. But it is good to have you back, Jeff. Um, we have decided for those new viewers out there that are watching to go over our favorite. Uh, we got our favorite sports teams and kind of why we're, why we're fans of those. Maybe throw out some of our favorite players as well. Then we got the headlines of the week, which include we got we got a big injury. The Dallas Cowboys. We have a sex scandal again in the NFL. Um, we have a fight that broke out, and we've got plenty, plenty more right after this. guys welcome in welcome in here uh, episode 147 um we're gonna talk about the spotlight of the week we're, we're just sitting around well, we're all waiting for football season to start and um so we're just kind of sitting around we did all our football predictions a little earlier on so we're gonna let you guys know who we like um and what sport and kind of why we like them and as you can see and if you watch this podcast you know i'm a Green Bay packers fan when it comes to the nfl and growing up, Jeff, growing up in, in Texas and in a, with the Dallas Cowboys here and their annoying fan base that I that, that annoyed uh. me. They annoyed me when I grew up. I ain't going to lie. And um, so I said, hey, why do I have to like a team even though, you know, I didn't choose to live here. I love Texas. So, uh, you know, Fort Worth is great. Love it. But I didn't want to have to choose – the Dallas Cowboys. So I, when I started getting into football, I saw Brett Favre play, and is it man? 
fell in love watching Brett Favre play, the love of the game he had, how good he was, looked up the history of Green Bay and said, this is the team. Coach Lombardi, we won the first Super Bowl, the, the, the Super Bowl trophies named after the guy. Um, and the history behind it, and uh, my favorite color is green. So it kind of all went together well when I growing up as a kid, and I've been a fan ever since um, for, for Green Bay. And we've already got our first comment, Patrick. Oh, no, that's you. <laughs> my bad. What's up, Chad? I was like, oh. Um, Jeff, uh, who's your favorite? Oh, I know, but tell the fans or whoever's, whatever you want to call them, the watchers, viewers, who your uh, favorite favorite NFL team is. Well, by far, it's it's definitely the Denver Broncos. I think uh, anybody that's been listening knows um, exactly like why uh, they're my favorite team. Like, well, maybe they, they don't actually. I've I've said I'm a fan, but I haven't said exactly as to why. Um, but it, it's kind of an interesting thing. I didn't. I grew up in a household where my father was a Cowboy fan. That's all he. That's all he eat. He eat, breathed, and sleep and slept uh cowboy football so um yeah. um so it's just <laughs> and well your your dad was one of the uh, he still is no offense the annoying type of cowboy fan yeah he he kind of predicts every year <laughs> he didn't this year which uh, is surprising but he usually every year he predicts them winning the super bowl he thought they were going to win when they hosted the super bowl in dallas or well in arlington um that didn't happen obviously we all know what happened um, and who won that. Um, but, you know, growing up in that household, yeah, it was kind of interesting because I didn't necessarily understand the game. I was still pretty young. Um, so, yeah, even when they won the last one, I still ne- wasn't necessarily sure what, you know, what it was going on. Um, asking him questions, asking him like what, you know, what football is or, you know, how this works. He kind of just, you know, he's like, "Hey, the game's on." I, I you know, I'm busy. Um, so, I started to learn how learn the game just by going to watch the Super Bowl. Uh, my mom went to Super Bowl parties and stuff for her work, and so uh, we got to. I want went to watch the Packers and Broncos play, and so I got to see that that showdown <laughs> between two greats. Um, Little did I know I'd end up becoming a fan of the Broncos, but the following year it was like, we're going to Super Bowl party again. So I went, happened to be the same team, happened to be the same guy playing and John Elway. And I just, at that point I said, you know what? This is, this is the team. Like this is, I don't know why it's something about him. It's something about the team, the colors, the, the way that they presented themselves. It it was, uh, it was the team to, to root for. So, after that, I started playing some Madden games and getting more familiar with the rules and kind of taught myself through that. Um, you know, even though the, the recent entries in Madden have been absolutely garbage. Um, but yeah, that, that was kind of what started my interest in Denver Broncos and it kind of just grew from there. Uh, obviously frustrated my father. You know, uh, there is a very famous picture of me wearing cowboy stuff um where i think my dad bought this helmet and these this jersey and whatever just to kind of appease him i guess i didn't really want to wear it um and so i did and there's a photograph of one picture of that uh that i still i have unfortunately (laughs) you're muted 
uh it, it's great when um when i had when i had my first uh daughter and we let cole and rachel watch her they took a picture of her in a cowboy onesie and i was like no sir that's not gonna happen and just because of my fandom and watching green bay my daughter my oldest daughter darla is a Packers fan. She loves Green Bay. She doesn't really watch this, the you know football with me yet, but she'll wear Packers shirts to school and she'll she'll just walk around the house and, and when football season's on and just say, "I hate the Cowboys. I'm a Packers fan." <laughs> yeah, that's my girl. <laughs> yeah, starting them early. Oh uh, well, so, hey, I just I just want to have a quick quick question. I'm going to ask Patrick something. Patrick, are you a Cowboy fan? I could tell you the answer to that. <laughs> yes, he's a Cowboys fan. Okay. So why if Patrick, if, works. If Patrick if Patrick can write it in the chat, why when did he become a Cowboys fan? And was that something that he just from family or you just kind of fell into being a fan because of everybody around you? And then that's kind of how that started, or you just became a fan? He's not asking if he goes. <laughs> Patrick says yes. We are going Super Bowl. He didn't ask that. We know that. We know that's the that may be delayed. Most, that that may be delayed for most <laughs> for most Cowboy fans. Um, you know, a lot of people select their team because they live here and because they live somewhere. And that's one thing. Um, you know, that's one thing I did with the Texas Rangers going into baseball. My, uh, we'll we'll see if Patrick answers that question, but. My my, growing up, my favorite baseball player of all time is Ken Griffey Jr. I loved Ken Griffey, man. He had the smoothest swing there was. He he uh, played with swag. He had the hat backward, um, uh, and he was just a beast. And I, I hate that his career was cut short because of injuries. But um, I became a, a Ranger fan, though, because I live here. I went to a bunch of Ranger fans. My grandpa was a Ranger fan. We, you know, we always would talk Rangers growing up, and I've been to hundreds of Ranger games. So that really, that, you know, having my grandpa really invested in it and my grandma and um, growing up around it in baseball, that's kind of who, who I've kind of fell with. And, and my dad would get free tickets to Ranger games. Um, so we were able to, you know, go there all the time and, 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 and watch them. Um, and Patrick says his grandpa loved the Cowboys. So I was born into it. There you go. Yeah. And a and, lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot, that's like I said with the Rangers, a lot of family members are, you know, kind of pass that down to, to others and hope they catch on to the team or a yeah. sport. And Yeah. And with, uh, with other sports, you know, in particular, it, you know, that I pay attention to. Um, yeah, I like football and it's, it's, you know, I love it and I like watching it and all that kind of stuff. Um, okay. Yeah. That was probably the most, the time to watch them. Um, yeah. You know, that was, that was the, the last little bit of kind of, you know, they've fallen off obviously over the years, but it's, that's a lot. What a lot of people remember still talk Those about. Those are last yeah. dominant still talks era. About, yeah, so. my dad still talks about that stuff. He's got tons of memorabilia um, and everything. So I mean, and whenever Patrick's talking about, you know, when it comes to like family lineage and kind of where you fall into, and I think that plays a big role. 
Um, I do, it's weird because like with your daughter, she's a huge Packer fan. I don't know if she'll ever stray. Um, it's kind of interesting, <laughs> but for some reason, <laughs> you and not. I, you and I did right. So it's yeah, it's kind of yeah. interesting how that kind of plays out. I know that household you lived in growing up was a cowboy house. Um, yeah. you know, and my mine was as well, you know, and so it's kind of interesting because even much as I love football so much, baseball is my big, big passion. Baseball, um, and so a lot of that is the fact that you know, family w- went to games, they lived in New York. My dad went as a kid a few times, my great grandfather went all the time when he was a kid, got to see a lot of great players that you know went in and out of that franchise over those course of time. And, and same with his, his father, um, his father went and stuff like that. So it's just, I, I started paying attention and then the history behind them and it was intriguing to me. And I kind of just dove headfirst into baseball around the nineties, uh, kind of, kind of what Patrick was mm-hmm. talking about with the Cowboys. Dominant. So, yeah. Dominant. One of the most so, dominant, uh, I mean, in, in, in sports history. Yeah. I mean, they were the, they were the bulls. Uh, baseball at that point so yeah, yeah you know it was uh it was a fun ride and so i just fell into it and i had never stopped since and and still to this day like you know i will get excited for baseball as much as i get excited for football football and baseball are right in i mean it's a it's a neck and neck tie there but uh, if i really really had to choose i really really like baseball a lot and so that's one of the reasons why i became a Yankee fan and stuff is just learning about my family and kind of what they watched and saw and rooted for. My dad kind of falls off. He roots for the Rangers, but then also roots for, I don't know. Um, so he kind of mixes and matches, but, uh, but yeah, like I, 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 I can understand where Patrick's coming from on that. And, and, and um, I was going somewhere with that thought. I just left my head. Um, the, you know my my favorite sport is football by hands down. I could I could turn on any football game and watch it. I could turn on any college football game and watch it. Um, why Jerry ruined the franchise? His ego. Uh, he tries to sell you a bunch of crap every year, and and um, for some reason a lot of cowboy fans still still buy it. They're they're loyal, I guess. They got that loyalty because they they still go all the time. They they said uh, I saw something earlier that said Cowboys tickets are in high demand. They're gonna be hard to find this season. So um, that's, that's kind of interesting. I mean, and I I agree uh, with Patrick on that. Um, you know, and again, no matter what, you'll be a fan, and I and I get that. And it's you don't want to be one of those fans that are like, you know what, I'm out um, because I don't like that they aren't doing well or they uh, or haven't had as much success as they maybe should have or whatever. But the one thing that I think I, I would like to see Cowboy fans do is I would like to see them because he's talking about Jerry. And I'm just bringing this up because he's talking about Jerry. Um, but because he brought that up, I'd like to see them maybe boo him when they show him on the screen in his little <laughs> uh, sweet box. Um, yeah. You know, you see it in. Well, I mean, I say that because as a, you know, baseball fan, the Yankee fans did, did it to. Hal Steinbrenner and um and also Brian Cashman they booed them when they were this this couple weeks ago and uh, Paul O'Neill was being inducted uh, they were retiring his number which is awesome he was a great player and um Who? they booed Paul O'Neill Paul O'Neill I don't, I don't remember Paul O'Neill um, that's why I was like wait who 
Paul in the and 90s Neil, or what? Before. Yeah, the 90s. Paul O'Neill, and that was around, you know, that was the, you know, he did a lot of color commentary for that, for Yes Network. So, but wow. anyway, um, so he's, he's been in, he's is a legend, especially towards the beginning of the, sh- the, the four, the core four or whatever, uh, kind of before it really took off. So 96, that's kind of where Paul O'Neill, um, was, was, was a in his heyday. So, um, but he was awesome and they boo, but when they ha- showed Hal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman, general manager, they booed them. All the fans booed. And it's because they just didn't agree with the direction that the team was in right now at that moment. They were falling apart. They were losing a bunch of games. Brian Cashman made some questionable, maybe some mistakes in the, on the uh, free agency. Some people thought they were good, but they just haven't panned out yet. So, of course, they're bad. Um, so, it's just kind of interesting but i'd love to see other sports teams do the same kind of thing um just to kind of i mean maybe you should show i I know maybe you should show your frustration by you know maybe not showing it up as often or maybe whenever they show somebody and they maybe they show jerry doing something boom like if you don't like what he's doing try it the well I mean, I agree, but the but the Yankee fan base and it goes a little kind of along with the Philadelphia fan base are are a league of their own. On they don't care who you are, and they they, they don't they don't really care. But a lot of other fan bases, <laughs> especially here and Texas, you know, we don't. It's not something that they're ever going to do. It would be it would be but, an interesting thing because it would really show. I think sometimes Jerry may not know how frustrated the fans get because they still show up to the games and they don't say a whole oh, lot. Yeah. But if you go if you go behind the curtain, right, and you take a look at some of the people when they lose these games on YouTube, on Twitter, whatever, it is frustration. You it's know, eight, and it's well, and it's Jerry sees he's worth the the, the Cowboys net worth is eight billion dollars, and that's all he needs, right. And that, I mean, that's all he needs. He'll come out and sell your positivity and sell you a poopy flavored lollipop, but it's still the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. So I was just well, going on. I was going a little bit of a talk because uh, of the Jerry. We got up Jerry Jones. And stuff. We got some more cowboy talking a little bit here, uh, Austin or Patrick, when we get to the the headlines. But uh, now going to basketball here, Jeff, and this is an interesting one for me. Because I, I I grew up a Kobe Bryant fan, my favorite basketball player of all time, legend, one of the best to ever do it, and Shaq, and those that dominant duo to me is the, the most dominant duo in, in the NBA history. I've never seen more of a. Uh, that's when I started watching basketballs when Kobe got in the league, and I have never seen a more dominant duo than those two, and. Um, his passion for the game, the way he played it, the 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 mama mentality of I'm gonna run you over no matter who you are, and I'm not going to stop. Um, Shaquille O'Neal's dominance and the the teams they had made me a Lakers fan, and that's kind of where I went with a lot of my fandoms. It was I got I got I liked one player like Brett Favre. Did the his looked up the history of the team and is like, man, this is great. I'm going to be, I'm going to stick with them. And now with the Lakers, I I stuck with them for a long time. And this is where it gets a little iffy. People might not agree with this, but we got LeBron James, and I can't stand LeBron James. I have my reasons. I'm not going to get all into that. That's um, something you you can ask me off the off of the uh, 
podcast about. You can email me about it, guys, if you want to know. But I can't stand the guy. Literally cannot stand LeBron James. So I said, I don't want to roof the Lakers no more. And um, my buddy Ryan really kind of um, was like, come on over to the Mavericks. He's been trying to get me to come be a, a Cowboys fan, but I'm not switching football teams ever. It's my favorite sport. And basketball that, that I know for a fact you will never never switch. Never. My 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 basketball is my third favorite sport. So I was like, okay, well, you know, I could I I can't stand LeBron. I can't he I can't stand him for lots of reasons. But so he, he's like, come on and be a be a Maverick fan, be a Maverick fan. And I I love Luca, man. Luca is an absolute beast. So I said, all right, I'll I'll jump over to the Dallas Maverick. Um, bandwagon, I guess, whatever. And um, so I'm a Mavericks fan now. I, I jumped in um, last season, so well, not the whole year. It was basically like playoffs, but I'm going to be a Mavericks fan from now on. I'm buying Mavericks hats and stuff, so next jersey I'm going to get is a Luka jersey. So I'm a Mavericks fan now, but I, I will always, I will wear Kobe Bryant stuff still to this day. I love Kobe Bryant, my favorite player of all time. And it was just actually Kobe Bryant Day the other day, eight twenty four. So right, right, I always remember that on uh, 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 that day. But his so that's birthday. where that's where I go, huh? Wasn't his birthday? No, it's people made that eight twenty four his day because it's both. Oh, his because jersey, it's both yeah. his numbers. Yeah, okay. And that was bef- that was something we did. At, I mean, before he passed away, but um, so that's just kind of every time every time that that August twenty four shows up, that's what I always post out there is. Kobe Bryant day, baby. So, um, basketball, do you, you're a Dallas Maverick fan too there, Jeff. So that's something we can finally agree on when we talk, talking teams together. Oh yeah. Um, didn't necessarily watch a lot of basketball as a kid. I do. I do remember uh, vaguely at the tail end of Michael, Michael Jordan's career, uh, paying a little attention to it because, um, I think everybody was really paying attention at that time. My dad, even though he didn't watch basketball, he liked Michael Jordan. He liked watching Michael Jordan play. Um, even though my dad also same and a little bit of about football. Even though my dad is a Cowboy fan, he still to this day says Joe Montana is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Um, so, and that's coming from a Cowboy fan. So he said he was just fun to watch. Um, oh, yeah. So you can't, you can't argue that. You can't, you know. <laughs> so yeah, like. Um, didn't necessarily watch a whole lot of basketball. I started getting into it's weird because games is really kind of what started some of this stuff. I used to play all, games all the time, and then I would just randomly uh, grab one and go, "What's this NBA Jam? What is NBA this? Jam? Yes, sir." And, um, so I started started really getting into sports through that because it was something that I already I was already doing, so it just kind of added to that. And so yeah, as I played more and more sports games. I started getting into, okay, what's the team here? You know, and it was the Mavericks and I'm like, okay. And that was around the time when dirt came in and Nash came in and Finley and all that. So then I really started paying attention a little bit more and it wasn't actually really until when they went to face Miami the first time, my dad and I got real into it. Um, we were watching all the playoff games. We were getting real into it and, and watching every night when I come home from work and everything. So 
and just when they lost, it was just like this devastating defeat, you know, and we were just like, what, how did this happen? You know? And so the, the that, refs gave Dwayne Wade a, a free. Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade got touched every time and was a, immediately a foul. Um, and then somehow Shaq knew how to shoot free throws. So uh, <laughs> besides that, so yeah, at, after that, I just paid attention more and more every single, every single season, um, really towards the playoffs. Baseball is kind of like that too. Sometimes I can't watch every game. So, you know, I just, there's 182 of them. Yeah. Uh, so uh, one year I did watch every game. That was 2009. Um, hey, Craig does that. I'm like, man, uh, I, it's, kudos we, to you, man. Allie and I, I watched know. every single game all the way to the World Series and they won. This is insane. Um, so, but yeah, like I really started getting involved with that. And then when I met my wife, she was real big into basketball. Her family had a box at the American Airlines Center. So we would get to go to games whenever we kind of felt like going or whenever we were, you know, they had extra tickets or something. So got even more involved. <laughs> so more, you know, intrigue. Um, and it just, it really started with Dirk and Nash. Um, just being interesting. They were interesting players. They were different. They really were. I saw Dirk get progressively get better and better. And I will never stray. Um, I'm really, really big into that. I, I just don't, I can't, it would be very difficult for me to do that. I have teams that I do like, like there, are, you know, I have a real soft spot for like Tennessee Titans because I watched the them when they, when they, when they, when yeah, and they, it Boy, was they their first, in their first year, and I was like, oh, man, come on. See, um, I, I so got, that's, yeah. that's, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. But, but like, with basketball, every now and then, like, last season when the playoffs were out, I was kind of like, okay, if the Mavericks don't go, which they probably won't, I'm going to go for the – hopefully it's going to be a team that hasn't gone or hasn't won in a while or whatever. And that's kind of what I was kind of rooting for, rooting for a little bit of Boston, rooting for – um you know, just like the underdog kind of teams and stuff that nobody was talking about. So, you know, that's kind of interesting. I'll, I'll kind of wax and wane with that kind of thing sometimes. But um, first and foremost, though, if it's the Mavericks, I'm going with the Mavericks every time, uh, yeah. no matter who's playing them. So, yeah, yeah. It, it was very difficult and felt weird when I switched and I bought I bought a Dallas Mavericks set. I'm like, I bet it is oh, blue and yellow or no, blue and white white and i'm just like a little bit of silver i think yeah it it feels a little weird so i'm still getting used to it um but like i said i bet it is weird you know it it, it totally is and i usually don't agree with it but my buddy goes it's not bandwagon if it's your hometown team he's still she's like i won't he goes i'm not stopping until i get you a cowboys fan i said that that you're gonna die you're gonna die unsatisfied because that's i'm sorry i'm sorry that will never happen like never happen brian has always been a packer fan Even when we first met, he was a Packer fan. Like, I remember it was all about Brett Favre and all this. Anytime we played Madden, it was he played Packers. Like, there's no, no, you know, and and, and if he, and the thing is, is like sometimes me and my wife will play uh, NBA Jam. And uh, every now and then I'm like, I want to play with somebody that a team that I would never play with. (laughs) Some random, just whatever. And even, and even I'll make it even better. I'll get like the worst players. Um, <laughs> so, you know, just if we ever, if Brian has ever like, you know, even toyed with the idea of playing with another NFL team, even if it's like on a game or something, usually it's, he's just, you know, trying it out to see who's on there and how they play or something. But Brian's always been a Packer fan. He, that's never going anywhere. No, definitely not. And, and we, it's, it's funny. Cause like, I, you know, when Brett Favre went to Minnesota, 
everyone's like, are you a Minnesota fan? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm a Green Bay fan. And if they're out and Brett Favre's still in, then I'm going to root for Brett Favre to win. And that's how that rolls. Um, you know, I, I, other than my team, I do like certain players I'll root for. Like, like I, I really love Joe Burrow. I, I was rooting for them to win the championship last year. Um, you know, you got certain different players like that, or, or you know, I, I'm in in the NBA. Like, I like Joker from the Denver and um, Dame Time out in Portland, and you got other guys that you kind of hope win one if your team doesn't. Uh, I think that's pretty normal. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, this season it was it was Von Miller. I was rooting for for Von Miller, um, you know, to win the Super Bowl because it was Von Miller, you know, right. and I he was a staple uh, for the Broncos for. I mean, he's the reason we have a, we won Super Bowl Fifty by far, one hundred percent. Because there's just no that defense was that good, and Von Miller was just that good, um, and that was the best I'd seen him. So um, overall, like I just think that yeah, it's a, you know, rooting for other players and stuff like that. I think is is perfectly normal. You know, yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people in in here were rooting for Von. Yeah, I got a. I was a hockey fan growing up, and I kind of jumped out of it. I was a Stars fan, like Mike Madonna. I'm go- I'm getting back into hockey. Then I, I jumped in and started watching the playoffs. I was like, I need to get back into hockey. Um, so I'm a Stars fan there. Yeah. I um, did I did pay attention a little bit this season, uh, yeah. especially the the finals because everybody here was like freaking out. Oh, um, yeah. and in Denver, yeah, and yeah. um. It's a weird thing for me. Uh, when it comes to hockey, it's not one of my top sports. I do like playing hockey games. Those are fun. Um, but uh, it's definitely one where I probably wish I was a little more involved maybe and maybe knew a little more about it. Um, and yeah. even like more about like the rules and stuff like that too. I'm learning um, it too, man. Craig, Craig is a hockey expert. Uh, so yeah, I've been listening. I give him his own little segment there. He goes off. He goes and talks about hockey. But yeah, like so I, I was, I, I was, I guess, a Stars fan for a year, maybe, or part of a season. Um, whenever they won, I remember everybody kind of watching it. And I was in New Mexico. Oh, Brett Hall put it time. in the in the net and tell right. And so I two in the morning a, here. And we're oh, it was so trying late. to stay awake as a little. Kid I fell asleep. Watching. I fell asleep. That game was still on and someone woke me. I think someone woke me up and they were like, it's still on. And I looked up and I'm like, what? And then right when I woke up about five minutes later, they hit the shot and got it and won. I was like, what the? So uh, that kind of made me into a Brett Hull fan. And then that next season, he like he he left and went to Detroit. And so I. I kind of was like, well, I guess I'm a Detroit Red Wings fan now. So because I was really not a Stars fan for very long. Um, But uh so I kind of just stayed with that. Um, I watched them win a couple of championships, so it was kind of exciting. But uh, it's a it's the one sport where I kind of can go either or. You know, I can see me being an Avs fan or whatever. But um, it you know who knows? Hockey's a I could I didn't matter to me. It's just you know yeah, it's, it's I don't know half the players and stuff. Yeah. But and call when it comes to college, you know I, I follow uh, TCU. Um, and, and, uh, BYU, but I don't, I'm not like hardcore with it. I, I, I just turn on Saturday night and watch the best matchup on football. And, yeah. and it's usually what I do, but all right, guys. Well, that, that was our, uh, spotlight of the week, our kind of our favorite sports teams and why we want our fans of them. And we're going to go ahead and jump on into the headlines of the week right after this. 
All right, Jeff. Well, breaking news out of the NFL um, this week was, and this is all over the place, Cowboys left tackle Tyron Smith out for most of the season. If not all, they're, they're predicting him to be back in December. This is a guy that is a Hall of Fame player, one of the best left tackles in the NFL when healthy. Um, the last two years, he's only played 13 games combined. He is a guy that misses – um, well, before that, he missed three games consistently every year, and he just—he's just injury. Um, it's just injuries, injuries, and he tore his—he tore his muscle off. He has a fractured bone in his knee, and he tore his um, uh, hamstring off of his bone. So they're saying December, if he returns at all, this could be the end of this guy's career. He's—he's he's older. Yeah. Um, He's consistently injured now. Yeah. And then you, this is another red flag for the Dallas, another question mark. I want to say red flag. And this is another question mark for the Dallas Cowboys and protecting their, um, protecting Dak Prescott and, and, and being able to run the ball uh, like they want to. Um, how many wins do you think this changes? Do you think this is something that uh, is going to cost them a couple games? Or you think this is something that's that, that you know, we're maybe digging too much into because there's, you know, it goes kind of both ways that, you know, I've listened to one Oh five, three, the fan being here all the time. And, and they think it's three or four game swing. That's how big they think it is. But some fans think, say, Hey, he's out. He's misses a lot of games anyways. And we, and we do it without him a lot. So where's your perspective on that? I kind of agree um, with the fan a little. I think that, uh, it seems about two to three games that are going to be probably affected by something like this. O-line is a, is a very important, um, you know, I, I think like, Especially you know, blind side. Uh, yeah, that that's definitely <clears throat> a, a problem. And it's, it's something that is plagued. I mean, that's the number one thing teams really need more than anything. Uh, you need quarterback, but you also need an O-line without that. It affects the run game. It affects the pass game. It affects a lot of things. And if the O-line isn't good or they're unhealthy or there's no depth, um, that's a big problem. I don't know the Cowboys' depth at O-line. Um, if it's not, good, not very, not very no, strong. if it's not strong, then that's a problem. But, you know, if I think Cowboy fans are hoping that maybe there's somebody – in the background that can um, that maybe no one talked about. And maybe there's well, somebody that well, can they drafted, take the piece up. So yeah, they, they drafted a guy. Um, his last name's Smith, I believe too. This last, this last draft first, that was their first round draft pick. And yeah. he played left tackle in college, but they're going to have him play left guard in, in the NFL um, or, and be their future left tackle. The only problem with that is he's not ready to start. He right. couldn't. He couldn't beat the backup left guard uh, to, yeah. to for the position. So you can't. I don't think they can throw him in at left tackle right away and expect him to be good uh, this year. Um, I mean, my my thing is, is O lines take a long time to produce, and it, it, they don't do it right out the gate. I don't think it's very most, rare. Yeah, mo- most of them. Most of it, them. They, don't. they. It takes time. Um. And, you know, for example, Garrett Bowles of the Broncos, his first two years or two, three years were garbage. He was known as just he, you know, he held all the time. He got penalty. I mean, he was always penalized. Anytime they threw an offensive flag, I knew where it was. I knew where it was. It was Garrett Bowles every time. And he cost us some games, actually, um, with with crap like that. So 
Um, you know, especially even he's cost us some, he cost us some drives too, that were like massive, you know, game shifting drives. And it was called back cause he held, um, it's just things like that. And it, but now he's awesome. Now you don't, re- you don't worry about Garrett Bowles. You know what he can do. You know, he's ready to go. They even gave him, I think, extension because he was playing so well the last couple of years. Um, so it's important to develop these guys. And unfortunately the Cowboys are in this situation where they have their quarterback, they have their running back, but the old line that was solidified for all these years is starting to crumble. Mm-hmm. And it and they, takes they have so it. long. If, if, if you they haven't drafted if, to fix it either, that's the right. Issue. And that's, that's the other problem. If, the first thing I think the Cowboys should have done over the course of the years, knowing that they, that this was probably going to happen with the O line, was starting just drafting offensive linemen, offensive linemen, offensive linemen. I mean, it's not it's not pretty, it's not exciting, it's not going to excite anybody. Nobody wants to first round pick get a lineman, but when you understand what you're building towards, it will make sense for when you get those exciting picks. Uh, because you'll already have the established foundation. And I think if the Cowboys really would want to continue this, try to get this success for Brad Prescott and push for a playoff run, um, I think they should have definitely been paying attention to that a little bit more and maybe not, uh, well, you know, I think it would have made more sense to solidify that over the course of time. You already had the quarterback. You already uh, had the back. You know, you, you, yeah, you got your great, uh, picks in the in the in the defense and stuff but if you don't score and again you go up against a juggernaut that does that can score on your defense you're gonna i mean that's gonna be a problem so well, the thing too is the guy they were the most the cowboys were the most penalized team in the nfl last year right they, they drafted this offensive lineman he was the most penalized ncaa football player last year i mean the only the only silver lining to that <laughs> is kind of, I, is that ironic. The only silver lining to that is I will say maybe this year changes. I don't know. I mean, I know the team, the, the game that they played against Denver, they, they were that was the most penalized in a preseason game. Um, it, yeah, it, it, or it was tied. Penalties. Yeah. So I maybe maybe that was the second string, guys. I don't know. But my thing is, is at some point, at some point, um, maybe that all starts to gel and they start working together and maybe you don't see as many as, as I saw with Garrett Bowles, I mentioned was just horrible, constantly penalized after a couple of years, he stopped. So, um, and it's not becoming a problem. So maybe that's just also trying to get through growing pains of just getting meshed together and solidified together as an O line. So I don't know, maybe, maybe not, but I'm, I'm just giving I'm giving the Cowboys fans a little bit of silver liner to this issue. Patrick um, Patrick says horrible, horrible, uh, horrible pick and horrible coach. Um, I'm gonna have to agree. I'm I'm gonna have to agree with um, with you on that. I'm, I'm I mean, Mike McCarthy is not not good, and I, I Aaron Rodgers made Mike McCarthy. Um, uh, that's it. Aaron Rodgers made Mike McCarthy, and McCarthy has his job because of that. But yeah, that's disciplined. His team's not disciplined, and that's don't get me on a Mike McCarthy rant. I don't want to get on right. a Mike McCarthy rant. But, but back to back to the the question, I do think the swings games. Uh, do, two, I don't. Two or three, I don't probably. think it's. Yeah, I'd say two to three. I don't think it's a massive like oh no, but um, but I do think that if Dak can figure out how to still be successful with a broken O line, 
that really will show how great he is. Um, this is his year, Jeff. This is right. the year to pr- that Dak Prescott must prove. We're talking prove. about getting that ball out faster than Aaron Rodgers can get it out. Like you, it, if you know that O line's gonna not be great, then you got to get it out quick. You got to be on it with the receivers. The receivers better know as well. The second I turn around, that ball's there. Like, and that's just how it's gonna have to be. And if that is a problem, and there's dropped balls, and there's overthrown balls and he's kind of freaking out in the pocket and not necessarily want to run because he doesn't I mean I don't I wouldn't blame him if he didn't want to run again um after the leg injury so it's just you know I think that that's going to be an interesting thing because it's just you know the O-line is very important for Dak and he's been that was that's been his security blanket for a long time um that's what everybody says he came in in the perfect situation one of the best O-lines in the league best running one of the best running backs in the league and um you know it, yeah patrick says he gets it out but it's his first read and um and it's he's overthrown or underthrown right this is, and this D, is and Dak defense, prescott's and, year to, to, yeah, to prove it, it is and it without is. amari cooper and without this and I, I told my buddy ryan sims the other day i said look when, whenever they lost their left tackle, I said, I don't want to hear no excuses. My right. teams lose players all the time. Right. My we lost our left tackle last year. We won 13 games. There's no excuse for a left tackle to cost you a season. If it's your quarterback, I understand. But right. if your left tackle goes down and your season's washed and there's more problems than just your left tackle. Well um, and the other my other problem with this is is that the Cowboys are in a weird situation. Zeke is in his last. This is last I guess, season for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, his last season. If he does year, well, but... then we'll see. Um, you know, maybe you know if they go to the playoffs and make it all the way to the, you know, near Super Bowl, what, then maybe. But um, we'll see. But he's in his last little thing. He's got to prove it year. Um, Dak is. The, the the thing about it is, is always like he's he's hurt or he's got something wrong is and and if this continues i'm i i'm worried of the quarterback situation in, in dallas if it's this he's constantly getting hurt you know he got hurt this last season we didn't find out until the end of the season i kind of thought everybody knew something was up because he was just not the himself the season before was the leg thing um and then before that or when before last or that season or was it i think it was before this last when they were on hard knocks he was hurt again and so it was just kind of what's going on here like if that continues and the o-line's not great i would cringe if he got hit i would kind of go uh get up i think they unleash him this year i think he actually runs the ball more that that could be a thing he's more aggressive with it um but but... that runs that you run the risk you run that risk so it... right, let's jump over to the next one here. Um, this one's asinine, Jeff. This one's asinine. Okay. Um, the Buffalo Bills rookie kicker, Matt uh, Ariza, accused of sexual gang rape of a minor while he was his last year in college. That's the headline. That's the headline. Okay. This girl was 17 years old, not even above age, not even an adult. He apparently drugged her, raped her, took her in a room where two other men raped her for over an hour and a half, pulled out piercings, 
she had piercings and just ripped them right out of her face. These are the accusations. It's it's not a it's not a um, criminal lawsuit. It's it's a civil lawsuit, which I don't understand. We'll get into that. We'll we'll come back around to that. Well, I'm going okay. Well, his 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 career is over before it started. Well, the NFL says because it happened in college, we will not pursue punishment. What did they punish Zeke for? They they gave Zeke a six year, or not a six year, six game suspension for stuff that happened in college. So what is that about? They're going to get blowback from this. So second, I have a feeling something's going to happen. Second, the Bills knew since July, and they've done nothing about it. Uh, uh, have a, have a uh, good night. Good show, ladies, but the wife about to stab me. We'll finish watching tomorrow. Have a good night. All right. Have a good Take night, Take it Patrick. easy, Patrick. Take it easy, buddy. The Bills knew about this accusation, and now I get it, right? Innocent until proven guilty. But this is this is pretty dang bad. They just yeah. they just they just got rid of their uh, veteran kicker. Um, this kicker kicked a punt the other day, eighty-two yards. Cool. Whoop de do. Did he rape a, a, a child? Did he rape a seventeen-year-old girl? And if that's the case, he cannot play football for your team. Period. Right. That is asinine. Now you know someone's probably going to run down and hit him. You know someone's. I hope probably he gets laid that. out. I'm now, someone. Someone will. Someone look, will. Look, if he's innocent, he's got to prove it. And here's my other thing too. When we talk about this, this is a conversation I had with a buddy. And he said, why is this just now coming out? If this happened his senior season of college or however his last season of college, why is this just now coming out? And I said, that's a good question. I said, look, that th- this happens to women a-, more a-, a lot, unfortunately. And I have never been put in that position. I don't know what goes through their head. Some women wait for years until they come out with it. Well, it turns out, Jeff, she went to the cops the very next day they could have got the rape kit they could have seen these the 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 you know just the piercings you know she was bleeding apparently from the why are these guys why there's two there's two other men accused of this too why is this not why are they not in jail i don't understand how this keeps happening and you got people getting away with it well why well, is this the, not the, a criminal the, lawsuit the other issue also is what's going on in college I mean, like, what is these What's people are in college, college doing and, this and stuff? Athletes. NCAA should be behind this as well and saying, "What's going on here?" You know, because you're supposed to be. I mean, yeah, you're supposed to protect the players, but you're also supposed to protect the player, the protect students. other people from the players as well. Students themselves, anybody that this walks is a in problem, that door, period, athlete or not, you're supposed to protect. Right. If you if if if. If you've got like a dean of students, right, watch some person bring an, an adolescent kid into a into a fraternity house or a frat house, right? You're gonna say that dean is going, oh yeah, it's no problem. No, that dean is like, what what's going on here? That's obvious that clearly not a student that comes that goes here, and they're clearly not of age to go here. So why are they in your home? Now, my my question, well, I mean, the dean. There's a but lot of those d- d- parties that, right. that a There's, lot of uh, right. high school kids probably go to. 
but the but the but the dean is supposed to to do that. But also, when I talk when I talk about sports, when it's actually given to the police, NCAA yeah. isn't sitting there going, uh, they don't they don't what's do going anything. on? They don't do anything. See, they say, oh, that's this guy's, oh, that's a big, it's a huge issue. Right. Baylor got busted for that. The 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 cops were behind the players, and does it matter what? And this starts this. This starts back in in Pee Wee and Little League and in in middle school and high school and I've seen it I've seen it done in high school that the star player gets the special treatment. Oh, we had a running back really good in, in Lake Worth, and this guy was as dumb as a box of rocks, but he could play football. He failed fell in all his classes. Well, he played every week. Why did he play every week? Because the coaches would go in, talk to the teachers, and he got that special treatment. And when these guys get older. And then they go into college football was as one of the best or whatever. One of they they have the chance to go to the NFL. They think they can do whatever they want. Right? It's, it's it's been something that's been instilled in these guys from day from oh they're good at this and then they get better they get better they think they're above the law and these guys get in here and they get slaps on the wrist by the NFL. Um, Deshaun Watson gets eleven games for for the sexual assault with him and for twenty four cases against him. Um, this has got to be a this is there's got to be a stop to this. I don't understand it, and I'm not. And look, you can sit here and tell me innocent until proven guilty. I get it, I understand it. But my thing is, what, what if she went the next day? This would be kind of pretty obvious. If she went the next day to the police, which is what you're supposed to do, and she did. Now I can understand for women that wait years and years because there's no you can't physically it's hard to he said she said right but when you go the next day and you can't be um, taken seriously as a woman that I got major issues I got four girls Jeff what what about I I, I would lose my mind there'd be some. Uh... There'd be some killing I would, going on. I would be going to prison. <laughs> Here's this guy that did this to my daughter, and a year later is going to be an NFL kicker for the Buffalo Bills. It's a shame on the NFL for not pursuing punishment. It's a daggum shame for the NCAA. And it, it, I don't even I can't root for the Bills anymore. This this is ridiculous. I think I think the blowback they'll get some definite blowback on this, and hopefully something is done. Um, unfortunately, the second he's out, I'm sure somebody's going to be like, "Oh, we we need a punter that's I guess decent and good." Like, you know, and that's so. what we talked about. It, Deshaun Watson comes back and wins four games in a row. All is forgiven. All is yep. forgiven. Winning erases a lot of stuff, and that's sad. And right. Just I mean, ridiculous. and that's and I remember even back in in the day, whenever Michael Vick, when all that stuff was going on, he was killing dogs, you know, drowning them, and he was like, "What?" And there were people in his home doing that, you know, and and they were having dog fights and all kinds of crazy stuff, and he got railroaded for a long time. Um, he didn't start for a long time, like he he got that's you because. Know, not only, oh. not only, not only in the NFL, you know, obviously he got punishment, but people did not like Michael Vick after that for a very long time. They, they still don't. You know why, yeah. Jeff? Here's the sad reality of the world we live in, because people care more about dogs than they do humans. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's <laughs> a fact. 
Yeah. And I always say it, if if the world cared about other humans like they do animals, the world would be a way better place. Right. That's that's just a fact. Well, let's hope the it's NFL gets uh, actually gets their act together with this and does something. And I don't know if they will, but let's hope so. And I think there needs to be an investigation into NCAA if they're allowing stuff like this to continue because it's bleeding uh, and it's bleeding. Be, they're they're allowing it to bleed in the NFL, and that's the, that's that's the problem. Too. Investigation to that police force, right? That's that's another thing. Yeah, some bribery going on there, probably. Could be, and this this is not even a. This isn't like an Alabama or a you know or a Clemson or Ohio State. This is South Dakota or something. I'm like, what is? Yeah. Um, all right, Jeff. We're well, moving on here. We got um, speaking of Baylor, I mentioned Baylor earlier. Well, good old segment uh, transition here. Denzel Mims. He was a uh, Baylor wide receiver. He now plays for the Jets, and he's asked for a trade. He wants to be traded. He said he's tried. He got injured. He wanted to come back and try his hardest but he says the team hasn't given him opportunities to show his show that he want that shows that his i guess skill set he wants to trade the jets coach said that he still got hope that he wants to be there and, and they're having conversations green bay trade there's a wide receiver i'll take him he was pretty daggum good in college hasn't worked out in the, with, with the new york jets but he, he looked pretty good in college i'll take him I'll take that flyer. Go make a trade. We need some wide receivers, man. Um, you know, I think anybody that trades for him isn't probably gonna have to give up too much. And it's just no. taking a flyer. It's it's one of those low risk, high reward reward right. situations. And uh, I think a team you stay with New York, um, then um, I think anybody who picks him up should just getting a decent guy and, and taking that flyer on him. Yeah, and again, this is the the reason as to when a team that is not doing well and a team is that is not progressing after getting a lot of high picks, getting you know high draft picks over the course of the last I don't know three four drafts maybe um, they haven't been very well they haven't had a you know been a good team for a while so this is the result of that kind of where you have semi-decent players people that don't necessarily know their true potential because they're not necessarily playing on a team that's a contender um right and that's kind of i think where this this guy is at i think he's kind of like i don't know my true potential because we're not playing meaningful games um the team isn't getting better because the talent around it's not getting better um maybe it's back bad pick it's possible um, you know, I just think that maybe they pick they're picking the wrong players and putting them in the wrong spot and the team in the wrong spot. So maybe I could see him getting frustrated and 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 then possibly saying, okay, well then, you know, we'll get rid of you because we're not doing well and it's not changed anything since you've been here. So maybe somewhere else, you know, may new, new scenery. Well, maybe you know, right. I just look at his college stats. He played four years for Baylor. His first year, he really didn't play at all. He played like. He played like three catches for nothing. And then he had a thousand yard receiving year, and then he had a seven hundred, and then he had another thousand yards with fifteen touchdowns. So eh, I think he's got some talent. Um, he's one of the guys I wish Green Bay would have got in the draft two years ago. Um, but uh, I think I think Green Bay's a, a good option, a good fit because I think that it's they could get him for a whole lot of hardly anything really, a whole lot of nothing. And I don't think the Jets are anywhere near. Uh, 
Winning. where they're going to win. So I, yeah. this is not a lose for anybody in this situation. Not like you're getting, it's not like you're trading, you know, Russell Wilson for a bag of chips. Like, so it's just kind of like you're I mean, kind of tra- trading, I, I, you're trading a, maybe a, a guy that might be good for stuff that may turn out and let's see what happens. Flip yeah. the coin. Yeah. It's really a coin flip. And I, I would give a, you know, if I had to give a draft pick of a four or five, yeah, I think four. He's a second round draft pick two years ago. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I, you know, ultimately he probably stays there, but his he said he wants out. So we'll see. Uh, did you see the brawl the Rams and the Bengals had? I heard of it. I didn't oh, see my it. <laughs> um, Aaron Donald went 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 insane over there. He's smashing people with helmets. It reminded us of Miles Garrett uh, versus Pittsburgh. Um, they, Might as well NFL, do it now. You can't get in trouble for it. The NFL said there's no punishment. And there's I, not. There should be. This is absolutely insane. You got a guy over here swinging uh, basically a weapon. That helmet in the hands of Aaron Donald is basically a baseball bat. I mean, he's just th- – that That could do some damage, okay? Um, I think he should be punished. Maybe if not, – I'm not talking about maybe games. He didn't hurt nobody, I guess. No one, no one walked away with injuries. Give him, give him a, a, a fine or something. I, I think he deserves that. Be like, hey guys, we know we're we're practicing together. You can't go out there and grab your right. helmet and just start swinging it at people. How right. dumb and dangerous that is. There's a lot of brawls that happen in practice in, in yeah. joint practices. Um, Broncos the, and, and, and the Cowboys, same thing. Uh, there was a, the, a brawl, multiple. Oh, um, so it's no just brawl kind of- when when Zeke Elliott got lit up by Chubb, but. I was like, wait a minute, are they supposed to be hitting people that hard? And he goes, oh, oh, dang. But but it's just, you know, I, I don't know. Um, it's a kind of a weird well, thing. And, and I, and I didn't even know that until until the brawl that happened. I was listening to a Bronco show and they were like, Yeah, you can't get fined, so you might as well take your aggression out now. And I'm like, What? You you, you got the Super Bowl <laughs> rematch. It was Bengals and the Rams, and probably someone, you know, how he got that ring sucker, you know, something to rub mm-hmm. it in. But I, I just think they should be able to be fined for swinging weapons on the field is a little dangerous, in my opinion, especially in the hands of a beast known as Aaron Donald. But Or just put a ring out there, put gloves on, and have him go. <laughs> yeah. Like a hockey. All right, oh. when they ever he hit the ground, we got to we call it up. Man, that'd be insane. <laughs> All right, well, one last thing before we get into We talked about this a little bit in our last episode and, and the week before as well. Jeff, I'll, since you're a big baseball guy, I want your take on Fernando Tatis Jr. I want to know what you, your thoughts and opinions on are of him. This is the next face of baseball, and he's absolutely made a fool of himself. He's um, what a what a huge screw up so far he's he's been, and, and this is this is uh, the the Padres ownership is are really mad at him, and I, I, you know. Are we talking about getting rid of him? I mean, this is this guy has has messed up big time in the organization. Big time. So I heard I, I know he made a statement about this, talking about how he had used something um you know that he may have not known was a PED ban. Um it seems for the for the for Major League Baseball, 
to give him that kind of penalty, which is that the, I think that yes. might be the default. That's the default yeah. for PED. That's okay. the, mm-hmm. um, I thought it was a little less. I thought it was like, like a one strike, two strike kind of thing where you have like, yeah, you miss some games and then the next one. It's, it is. Let know. me look it up real quick. Okay. Um, I remember the last time I remember anybody getting in trouble for this was Robinson Cano. Um, I remember him. There were rumors about that with him. He ended up uh, p- uh, testing positive for PED. Obviously, before that, it's Rodriguez. Rodriguez did it twice. Um, uh, so if if it gives them an edge, truly, I have a huge problem with that. Um, guys, especially in, in a time where pitchers can't even use anything to grip the ball um and people get all up you know people get all an uproar about that which i think is a little ridiculous um it's a grip i don't think that it it's it's not like you're improving your arm uh you're not improving you're not getting it to where like you can't get injured or or anything like that you're not enhancing you know, anything really when it comes to the grip of the ball, you're, you're just making sure that you have full grip to throw the pitch. Um, so when it comes to that kind of stuff, it frustrates me because they can't even get that. So the fact that this person's getting a performance enhancing drug and he's on a team that's on fire. I mean, the Padres are, they, you know, they got Juan Soto, they have Manny Machado, you know, they are set up, they have pitching. Um, they are set up to really, really do some insane stuff. And now that this has happened, it kind of took the wind, the, the wind out of the whole uh, Soto thing. It really did. Uh, they were talking about, you're muted. Uh, they were talking about, <laughs> um, go ahead. What are you saying? Um, I was saying, yeah, it did. It just delays their, their start of that, and and when they got Soto, the fan base that that can rejuvenate a that can rejuvenate a whole team. We got Soto, Tatis is coming back. We're gonna run down the stretch here, and we're gonna put put it in. And and it took the sails out of the winds, and or the winds out of the sails there. And you're exactly right. Well, they, not only that, this guy when they signed his contract, they wanted to put in a no motorcycle clause. You cannot ride a motorcycle. And he said, that's ridiculous. I'm a grown man. I will not sign that contract and play for you. If you put that in there, they took it out. He signed the contract. What does he do? He rides his motorcycle, gets in an accident and breaks his wrist. He goes and has surgery for that. Misses a lot of last year. And then he, he comes back. Uh, or he missed a lot of this season. And then he was trying to, the, the rumor was that he was trying to come back sooner because of the Soto trade, he wanted to come back and join the team sooner. That's why he used an illegal substance, got caught with it, and um, it took the it took those wins out, man. And this team is probably I I kind of think of this team as like the Chargers. They're not mentally tough enough. If something happens, they'll be talented years and years and years, and then something happens and they don't get over it. This this team to me is not a mentally tough organization and this is something to me that will have them uh out of the playoffs fast they'll still make the playoffs but i don't think they're gonna make that deep run anymore and they're gonna have to look forward to to uh next year and 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 tatis will miss the rest of the season and some next so it's a big loss which sets which sets up for 
when it when, when it comes to baseball, we all understand how that works, and that sets up, you know, not being into it, not being ready, not prepared. You're gonna be off. There's gonna be rust that you gotta shake off. Baseball is a weird sport like that, and it and you get in slumps. You get you know how long is that gonna be? Are you gonna get injured coming out because you haven't been playing for so long? Right. It's 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 a lot of weird things when it comes to baseball. I don't even see Tatis Jr. even doing a whole lot of anything next year. Um, you know, I think even you could write that off because it's going to be a weird year for him. And then maybe next season, that's kind of where you go. Okay. Maybe Tati's junior is, is, is back, but you're looking is he at back couple... at all. I mean, do, do they, I, do, do they get rid of him? This is a guy. I, I honestly, I doubt tough. it. Be I, tough doubt to, it. To I doubt it. it. I doubt but, it. I don't think so. If he gets, if they say, Hey, look, we're going to restructure this contract and no more motorcycles. Uh, because this has created a huge problem, not only for you being injured, but then you took something to try to come back sooner and created a bigger problem. So one little bitty thing in a contract negotiation turned into a, a, a snowball effect of just garbage. So I think they keep him. They're not going to get rid of him. If Alvin Rodriguez got two stints in New York and he, and, and or not two, yeah. but he got he got a full thing in New York and he did it twice. I don't think so. Um, I think the Padres are hungry. They want to try to get to the, to the promised land and get to the to the show and and get to the end there. And they're going to do whatever it takes. And if they, if if it's a two years of Tatis Junior not doing as well as he maybe should because he missed a missed a bunch of games and B he's trying to get back into it after being out for so long. Yeah, and I this think reminds I think me. they'll take that because a Juan Soto is going to be there for a long time. Oh yeah. Um, Tatis Jr. is still young. Oh, yeah. The only other person on this offensive juggernaut of a team is, I mean, they have other pieces as well, but we all know the three pieces. Machado. Manny Machado is, you know, maybe he's, you know, he's, that's the only piece where I go, okay, he's been around for a while. So um, maybe, maybe, yeah, that's the only piece that I could see maybe, maybe falling off in the next couple of years. But in general, he's still a defensive beast. Um, Machado is so I think that that's going to save his. I mean, he may not be the offensive player that he was be- once before, but I think defensively he's definitely a huge asset for them. I do not think the Padres will do n- something this season. Yeah. It's going to well, take and all this- the pieces to come together at the same time for uh, this to work. Baseball is more than what you have on paper. Yeah. It is a mental sport. You have to mentally be in it. Everybody has to be clicking at the same time. And when not everybody's clicking at the same time, that's one of the reasons why I say Tatis Jr. coming back is going to be a very interesting thing next season um, because they all have to click. And when something happens, let's say Machado gets hurt next season for some reason during the season. Well, there's Machado out. Tatis Jr. comes back. He's not even ready to go. Really, it's down to Juan Soto. So it's just kind of, you know, you're, you're sitting there going – this team's at least a couple of years away from really going to a World Series where we can actually definitively go, okay, they're all clicking on all cylinders. Everybody's in their same in their right spots at the right time. I just think Padres, they're not getting rid of anybody. Yeah, it would surprise me if they did, but they, this is the same thing we talked about. I talked about with Craig last week, and this has been a public fight between the two. Like just like it reminds me of Kyle Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. They've leaked the, the the Padres have leaked stuff saying that 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 Tatis is very self centered. He's immature. 
um, and they're very angry at him. So this has been a very public situation. Uh, and then you got Tatis's father going, well, they shouldn't have suspended him 80 games. That's pretty harsh. It's bad for baseball. No, you broke the rules. He doesn't get any special treatment. Right. doesn't matter what he is, who's what his name is, how good he is. He broke the rules, and now he's got to pay the consequences. Um, I, th- I think the Padres would be dumb to get rid of him because he's so good, but uh, he can't have any more screw-ups. This has got to be the wake-up call for, for Fernando Tatis. Oh, um, a be a be. Don't be surprised if there's a restructuring of that contract. I'm going to assure you, there's going to try. They're going to try. They're going well, to try. Craig was wondering if they could restructure the money and give more money to, to Soto to keep to, to to keep him and or you know. I don't think Tatis Jr. is going to sign off on that. I don't. It's literally got to be legal. Either it's. I don't think it is. But it literally, if they restructure, it's literally going to be verbiage, legal verbiage. In the contract, not money, because I don't think Tati Jr. is going to agree to that. But he may agree to, you know what? Fine. No more motorcycles. Look what it did. Fine. If Tati Jr. has got team first, then he'll sign that. But if right. Tati is thinking of himself, he's going to go, no, 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 I'm not doing that. Then at yeah. that point, if I'm the Padres, I go, then you're gone. We'll trade you. And yeah. we'll trade you wherever we want. To trade you because you're acting this way, we'll we don't care. We'll trade you. We'll get rid of you. I mean, that would that would be my opinion. He'll, if he'll I was Jay Cutler and, and you can't trade me and the Bears, the Broncos trade him to the Bears. Oh God, <laughs> great, worst trade of all time. Yeah, they're gonna goodness. trade him. They're gonna trade him to the Boston Red Sox for a bag of for a box of Cracker Jacks. Yeah. So like, come on, like I mean, it's like. If Tatis Jr. is going to play this crazy game, I mean, eventually, if they if he does not want to restructure that deal, not the money, again, verbiage, if that happens, then fine. I have no problem with it. That makes sense. And, if, and then that shows how great, how good of a teammate Tatis Jr. is. If he really had team first coming into that when he had to take, when he went ahead and took the PEDs to begin with. So we'll see. We'll see. All right, Jeff. Well, I think it's that time. That time, brother. It is that time. What is what is in your locker? Um, it's been a while since you've been on, so go ahead and uh, let you go first. There. What's it? What so, is in your locker? What's been going on? Let us know. So, uh, been it's been uh, crazy with work, busy. Um, been kind of trying to deal with that, figuring out. Uh, this there's a issue with my cat's eye. We're still trying to figure that out. Um. So the that who's really really we go to a cat vet really um so just because it's easier and they know how to ha- handle them more than you know if a place is only handling dogs mostly so uh, the vet for she's been a vet for about thirty years she thinks she's the owner of the place she said she's seen this a million times and it takes a long time but you just have to kind of weather the storm and keep doing the drops and everything else so. We also have him like on an anxiety med to kind of calm him down. He's a little high anxiety kind of cat. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we, we've been dealing with that. Um, kind of looking forward to the three day weekend next week. Cause need an extra day. <laughs> uh, work's been busy and busy and busy. So um, got a lot of stuff done this week though for work. So that was good. It, it got caught up, got caught up a little bit than, than normal. So, um, outside of that work has a fantasy football thing that I got kind of thrown into. So, uh, 
kind of see how that goes and pans out. Um, yeah, outside of that, I watched Game of Thrones, episode one of the new season. It's amazing. Um, kind of insane. It's already started. Kind of just, you know, if anybody's seen it at this point, I think a lot of people have. It's like 20 million people, I think, were watching it that night. Um, so it, it's kind of crazy. Lord of the Rings starts next week, I think, on the second. So I'm going to watch, definitely watch that. I think people are saying good things about that as well. So, and then HBO, because Game of Thrones is already taken off, they've got renewed for another season, which is crazy after one episode. Um, so, uh, also been, let's see, what else have I, oh, uh, can't wait for Last of Us TV show. Finally got a teaser. Finally got, it It sounds, he sounds like Joel. She sounds like Ellie. This is going to be amazing. It's 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 HBO's and I think it's going to be HBO's next hit show. Um, and if that happens, that's just awesome because it's well deserved. Um, played a little bit of Roller Drome last weekend. Uh, there's like a trial out. I think it's like 30 minutes. It's kind of short, but it's a really cool, cool game. Uh, I think it's on sale still till the 30th for like 19 bucks. Um, and it's kind of a sh- sh- it's a small thing, but it's it's just addicting. I like bullet time for some reason, <laughs> and I like dodging stuff. and And this game has that. Plus, it has like the the idea of like a Tony Hawk kind of thing, which is kind of cool. So you're doing tricks and you're dodging missiles and shooting in bullet time. It's pretty amazing. But I uh, play that. Um, kind of thinking about getting Last of Us Part One. Uh, really, really interested in getting that for PS Five. So getting into getting trying to get back into some games and stuff. I haven't been able to in a while just because I've been busy with work and then just not necessarily in the mood coming home. So so finally starting to kind of get back into that. Um, the weather's hopefully cooling down. I'm they're expecting fall to come here soon. So kind of waiting for that. But um, not other than that, man, not a whole lot. Uh, just just kind of the normal stuff. What's it? What's going on? What's what's uh, going on in your locker? All right, man. Well, it has. Uh, it's been an interesting last couple weeks here. We didn't get rain for over sixty-six days in the DFW area, and then it decided to give us everything that we missed in one day. We had fourteen inches in Dallas. We had about ten to twelve, uh, eight to ten to twelve in some areas of Fort Worth. I, I um caused me to break down my truck on on monday i broke down three times this week it's been one of those weeks um but outside of work i've been uh, i watched the manti teo uh story uh if you don't remember guys a lot of people you probably if you, you know you youngsters out there don't even know who manti teo is but it's about the whole manti teo fake girlfriend catfishing hoax um so I watched that. It's pretty interesting. You figure out kind of who who was behind it because I you never I never figured I never knew right when that happened what was going on. It's pretty interesting. Watch to so go watch that. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty, getting ready for the new one to come out. So that's coming out I think in October at the end of this year sometime. So, um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm getting back into it, and, and uh, some some days I, I do really good, and some days I don't. It just depends on the mood, I guess, but. Um, I haven't seen, I haven't even seen the original Game of Thrones, so I 
not even watching the new dragon or whatever it is. I, I have no clue about Game of Thrones. I'm, I'm out of the loop, but I am looking forward to the Lord of the Rings show in September 2nd. That's coming out. It's going to be great. And of course, you talked about it already, The Last of Us. For me and you are stoked for that. If you have not played those games, the PlayStation, it is a must play. Go, go, go play those. Um, I downloaded uh, Stray. That's an interesting game. It's a little weird, but it's pretty interesting. He plays a little cat running around and this robot world. It's interesting, but um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Not much more um, has gone on, really. I'm trying to think. We got, oh, uh, I need to go ahead and jump back on, Jeff. I, I, I need to ask you. Are you going to be in the Survivor League this year that I did last? I did last year. Um, I don't know. know. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I just need to know before the season starts. Um, and it's twenty bucks to buy in. So, but I do a, a Survivor League, guys. It's real fun if you've never done it. It's uh, basically you you pick a team to win. If oh win, yeah, you, yeah. You go on if they lose and you're not. Um, or then then you're out. But um. It, it's it's fun. So I'm starting that league back up this year, and hopefully get more people in it. But um, other than that, looking forward to football. We we've kind of got a, a a game plan for when the Cowboys play the Packers this year. People going to come. Some guys from work's going to come to my house, and we're going to watch it on the 85 inch screen TV. And the hopefully Green Bay wins. But we're getting all ready and excited for football. And I don't I, do fantasy, Jeff. I do not do fantasy. Surprise! I'm a sports guy, but I do not. I do not. I don't ever keep up with it. So yeah, used to. I remember. I used to. I but my problem was I was in three or four, and it was just too much. Yeah, so. yeah, and and um, the other thing is, uh, if if anyone is deciding to watch the Game of Thrones, it's a prequel, so you don't really have to know a whole lot about what went on in the previous. Uh, they hint at stuff. But um, yeah. but it's little, um, and you wouldn't have a clue. Uh, it broke the it, internet. So many people it, watched it, it the first night, dude. Yeah, the it's, app was the app was jacked up for like for a little while. Um, so, but we got to watch it. It just was acting strange at first. But I'm actually watching Better Call Saul now. I started that now that they're kind of coming to an ending because I I don't like to wait week for week. I want to be able to to binge it. So uh, it's still hard for me to do that. But um, I've been watching that and. Get and used to I'm it because Last of Us is going to be like that. Yeah, I know. It's going to be binged. <laughs> yeah, Last of Us is going to be great. The 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 the, the graphics, the the, the storyline, the it's just going to be fantastic. And it's got the actor who played Ron Swanson uh, from Parks and Rec in it, which is fantastic. But it's going to be great. But um, well, all right, guys, that's this episode. One F one forty seven, and we went through our favorite teams. It gave you some headlines of the week. Come uh, keep following those guys. Keep sharing us. Keep liking us. Um, keep commenting. We we totally appreciate any time that you you take time out of your day to listen to the show. Thanks, Patrick, for being on consistently and 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 chatting with us on YouTube. So, guys, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. I got to work tomorrow. Um, um, other than that, not much going on this weekend. Uh, the wife's going out tomorrow to have a little girl time. So, um, good for her. Uh, we got church on Sunday and, and then, um, this is the last, this, no, we got one more week before football starts because next yep. week they take off and then you start football. So 
Get ready to watch some football. We got college football coming too. It's gonna be a fantastic time of the year. Hopefully, colder weather. But remember to keep it keep outspoken, it outspoken. Guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye.